You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Out. Oh my, oh my God, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his pussiness. Misandry. <laughs> yes, misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ass. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? Wait, how big were her breasts? <laughs> Hello, listeners, and welcome uh, to Well Well Villanelle. Hey, um, we hey. are no longer. We are no hey. longer doing preseason <laughs> snack sales. We're not or snack bites. No, because the preseason is done. Is done. It's over. We never got another episode out. It is because all that shit kept coming while we were filming the last preseason snack. That we ended up with too many hours that we couldn't even put in that ridiculous four-part preseason snack. Additional parts will be headed up on Patreon. But y'all, I'm not even going to front. I'm not even going to hold you additionally. Mm. I'm fucked up, all right? Uh, I'm fucked up. Same, Terrence can same. attest. Yeah. He can attest to my, I don't know at this point, dozens of random screaming fits. I just randomly will scream some shit about Eve Palastri or Villanelle or Fojafari, and I'm not. Okay. Not, you know, not. maybe y'all, some of y'all in the live probably remember right. how you left the bitch off, how I was feeling. Right. So basically, this is the continuation of that live because this is still that night for us and this is what we're doing. Right. It's that night, it's that morning. Right. So um, we're like, bulls, gange, what do we have? Because, wow, you guys, I, when I said I was ready, but I wasn't ready. I meant that. I really uh-huh. meant that. Uh-huh. I wasn't uh-huh. ready for uh-huh. any of this shit. Uh-huh. And the worst part about it is I already knew that I was going to block shit men were saying because that always happens to me, especially this faux Jafari. And Terrence, tell the people how many lines I did miss, how many times I had to pause oh, again to be several... like, he said what? Right. That, she that said, kept who? happening. But it's mostly because we had to react to the responses what? of people. But yeah, but yeah. Right, right. My girl Villanelle down bad. Um, she down the baddest. Y'all remember my energy last snack? I said Villanelle's getting what she deserves. And I vomit. This isn't a snack episode, but correction. Correction. <laughs> Candace thought she was going to be good with Eve being on her bitchy bullshit because of how she was left at the bridge. And I still have feelings about her not getting her O. But y'all, y'all, I'm mad at Eve Palastri. I'm pissed the fuck off at it's, Eve Palastri. It's weird. And I'm not going to lie to y'all about it. 80% of that credit potentially goes to Jodie Comer's fucking face during all the scenes she had with Eve. I did not no, expect I that. I did not deserve that level of rejection. I thought when we read about rejection that we would be getting, oh, this is going to be painful, kids. This is going to be painful for this ship that you love so dearly. But I truly did not have a grasp of how painful it would be. No. Yeah, that was... That was intense. That last time we watched it through, it really hit me. I was I, I was like, I'm not happy. Like, you heard me say it aloud. I was like, I don't like this. I don't like it. I'm not having any fun. I was about to say, does this mean that this uh, grudge runs deeper than an O? But I mean, can it? Look, like, can what grudge? It? What grudge are you talking about? Uh, well, uh, just the energy. That... Oh, the grudge between her and Villanelle? Uh, yeah. I'm not even to the point where I can even speculate on what happened in the break because I'm so fucked up on how Eve is treating Villanelle that I can't even go back to speculating. Because I first need to drown in my sorrow no. for Villanelle yeah. and her sad feels. Yeah. A bitch is really trying. Yo, if I could just cue that audio from Jody. But she's trying. She's <laughs> trying. Isn't she Terrence? I mean, I feel she like was, she is. Jody didn't tell a lie. She said Villanelle was trying and she meant that shit. <sighs> Y'all, I feel emotional. I don't know what version of me you're going to get throughout this recap. 
this recap, our first recap in almost two years. Right. And I'm entirely untethered. Remember how Carolyn said to Eve, oh, a bitch look tethered. It looks good on you. A bitch is untethered. Mm -hmm. Remember what I said to y'all? Remember what I said last snack? Or was it the snack before? I don't remember. Some snack where I said my cow was tethered to the pole. Just like Helen. Helen Holt. And you guys, it's untethered. I am back <laughs> in the eye of the storm. Fuck it. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Am I still the cow or am I the house? Do you remember the house? When the they drive in and the house. house just bumbles that across while house. breaking across the street. I'm the fucking house. Terrence! House of pain. I'm no longer the cow. Or am I the cow in the house? I'm split. I'm Villanelle. I got multiple me's. All right. I got Mimi and then I got Jesus Cristo, Candace, who is the house. You know what? In the eye of the storm. You know what? <laughs> There was a lot that was going on in this episode, but Too the much. best Too place much. to begin, I guess, would be the <laughs> beginning. <laughs> Let's uh, start at the very beginning. A very Jesus. good place to start with the cold open that says Russia. Russia, we are back in Russia, right? That's, that's that, where we start. That is the cold open. We get some, I was about to say these drone shots, but who knows? They probably weren't drone shots. I Were they drone shots? I don't know. I can't recall. So during the cold open, we get that same track from Unloved, This Is The Time, that was actually featured in episode two of series one. Okay. I'll deal with him later when we're in Bulgaria and we've got the lady, the passenger on the bus. And she looks mm. up to I spy a bit of misandry, some men bleeding and getting murdered. And she's hey, like, hey. anyway, mom, so <laughs> what's for dinner? So that was of note. Does anything pop out to you as reasons why they would have chosen that song that off the top of my head just appears in the Bulgaria episodes? Very likely. It's another episode, but nothing that is coming to me right now. The only thing I can think of is the red herring aspect where you use a song where you definitely have Villanelle on her boss shit getting stuff done. And then you see... There is an individual on a motorbike headed somewhere about to do some things as it plays out. But, you know, it's, it's I guess, not who people think it is. Yeah, who knows? I know that first, those initial lyrics of the song is, this is the time to give you a reason. This is the time to bear my soul. This is the time to tell you the real truth. Do what thou wilt is the whole of the law. Perhaps that's interesting because the one thing I can hone in on on that episode in Bulgaria is that after Villanelle executed her kill, she seemed bored. That was something that we observed about her before she was truly inveigled. And the Eve Palastri situation was that, you know, she killed him. That guy was like, hey, wait, I could, maybe we could arrange. And she's like, bitch, I don't give a fuck. And she kills him after he hits her in the head with the phone. And she's like, pop, shoots him right then and there. And after she handles it, she kind of sits there looking a little lost and just sort of like okay what now and perhaps that state of mind is meant to contrast or compare with eve's current state of mind considering she was just jaunting into that building on a ducati and i literally remember when i was screaming to you in real time no there's no way are. she's on a sports bike and then they pulled up and it said ducati and i said bitch what i said eve palastri's on a ducati she can afford it a custom ducati. i know someone in the chat says she rented it and i said rented how rented with what license eve palastri in the seven months, and I'm saying seven months because you said a whole bunch of people in the chat were saying seven yeah, months. Yeah, but we don't. Hmm. Seven months to two years. It doesn't matter. My whole point is what? Seven months is enough time for you to get a job at a security agency and fuck off on that job and still keep it? Where do they do that at? No, that's Where true. Where do you have Aren't less you than six months at a job? Eve? Right. You're in the evaluation period. The fuck is going on? Anyway, I don't know. I just want to point out the unloved song because we always take note of when Unloved has songs in the show and what it could possibly mean, usually on scenes to do with Eve or Villanelle or them both. And this was, this is the time. Perhaps there are parallels to be drawn. From Eve and Villanelle in these episodes, I will continue to marinate and think on it. And then perhaps, perhaps I'll have something by the snack episode, but I don't know. But that was something of note. 
Uh, so we see this motorbike as it is cruising through on these like random streets. At first I was like, oh, roadways. But you know, since it's Moscow, it's like, well, I don't really know how their streets work. So is it really Moscow? Who knows? Are they cheating? Maybe they aren't. I really need to correct you off motorbike, motorcycle. Motorbike could be a moped. It could be a dirt bike. It could be something else. Eve was on a Ducati. So that engine was probably 1600 cc's. A motorbike, for instance, could be like 150, 200. Very slow. Okay. So we have to make the, right, because she's not on a motorbike. She's on a Ducati. And I just can't let it be forgotten that Eve apparently learned how to ride a fucking Ducati. Okay? Anyway, she's on that Ducati. And not only that, she's in some outfit looking like a Rough Rider. I said, oh, we ride it with them. We ride it with the Rough Riders in New York City because she had a matching top and bottom made of leather. And I asked myself once again, where does Eve Palastri get the funds? Is she donating blood? (laughs) What is Eve doing? Donating blood. Donating blood won't get you a Ducati. It might get you a McDonald's meal. That's about it. So she arrives at her destination on her motorcycle. (laughs) Yeah, right. Motorcycle. Sports bike, crotch rocket. And the first thing she does is ascend some stairs. And there's a lone guard at this door who's trying to figure out what's this biker person doing? Because helmet's on. I don't know if we can call him a guard. He could have just been a worker. Constantine looks like he was, she asked him if he was being a mayor or whatever, something political. So I just think it could have been a worker intern. Like, oh, hey, ma'am, can I? And what did Eve do? She's like, pull out! <laughs> right. And he was on the ground. <laughs> she did two things. I couldn't tell if it was a block or a chop. It could have been all in one action. And then she knees him in the gut, I believe, or knees him to the face, which is like, if you know how to use knees, then why didn't you see that knee coming later? Eve, you but whatever. <laughs> whatever. It's too soon for the bookend. She only but sees men right. coming, I guess. Uh, uh, Doesn't what? see women coming. Only men. Oh, sad. Sad. And then I need to get out of the entendres of that. But yeah. And then she pulls out her gun. Because there's another individual not on the stairs up in any. No, she just turns around. She's like, don't get, don't get it twisted, right? She said, "You want some of this two old man?" He said, "No." And once again, when did Eve get silencers? That gun had a silencer. And she, you know, how did she get it into the country? She got contacts now. She got places where she could pick up weapons and shit in Russia. It's also very curious. The motor gal goes inside, and at this point, we don't know it's fucking Eve. And we're like, is it gun? Is it new assassin, Pam? No, bitches. It's motherfucking Eve. It's Eve Palastri. Looks like Terrence was right with his initial view. She was there doing this stuff, and I am shocked. And I will say that I did let out a scream because I was pleasantly surprised to see Eve in that motorcycle, even though I was also pleasantly confused because I didn't understand how Eve was on fucking motorcycle. Right. It was like, how are we here? As she's making her way through. Making my way downtown. Through this building, we get splice shots of Constantine with, I'm, I, I do not massager, know this head person. Head scratcher, scalp scratcher. Maybe this person's an assistant. Who knows? She's talking matter. up. Right. So he's getting his head scratched until she notices that there is a gun pointed at her. She's like, well, it's time for me to go. And Constantine is her trying to do massager. that thing where he's, I don't know, protecting his heart since he has so many heart attacks from being scared last season. What makes season? you say that? I didn't see anything about Constantine protecting his heart. Where well, you, where'd you get that? I feel like he's trying to under react. I don't know if I agree with that. I think like anyone who hasn't seen Eve Palastri in apparently seven months to two years, whatever bullshit is you. That's what I would be like too. You, turtleneck. Same person where last time you saw Eve with a fucking gun, she threw it on the floor. To me, Constantine was looking shocked like he was the avatar of the audience. Like, Eve? You? And he's literally like, what are you, some some sort of assassin now, bitch? What is this? And to Eve's credit, she has no smiles for him. She has no humor. She's not fucking around. And I think she replies to him like, what are you, a mayor? And Constantine starts to laugh. His Constantine jolly laugh. And Eve is like, not today. Boom! And shoots him in the hand. Mid-chuckle. <laughs> 
Yeah, that, that stopped the hilarious. chuckle, right. I feel like chuckle. she's been waiting for this in series one, where her and Constantine were having the laugh off in the car, and she was like, that's, that's, I got it. I got it. That's enough, Constantine. So now that she has the gun in her hand and she's not afraid to use it, she was like, shut the fuck up. It shot him in the hand. And said it was for Kenny, but I don't believe you. It was for you. Especially when you were relaying that story to Fojafari. I do not believe it was for Kenny. Because if you were trying to avenge Kenny, shoot a bitch in his hand and both his knees, Eve. It would have been Shoot him helpful. in the thigh. Shoot him someplace fucked up where he's going to remember always. Not just his hand. Whatever. It's the way everybody feels like Constantine should just still be alive in series four. And I'm like, Why? But we are trying to progress through. So if we take it from where he shot in the hand, and she says that's for Kenny, she's looking for Helene. That's what she wants. She wants answers. Excuse me. Wants... I already told you. We have started the season. Please call her by her French name, Ellen. Ellen. She's looking for Ellen. Ellen! Y'all, write in. Send your hate mail because we have never seen Ellen's name spelled like Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen, which is... Aline, as I decided, even though our French listeners wrote in and said, Hélène, it's Helen, but French, Hélène. So even though you want to say Ellen, it's more like Hélène. <laughs> Look on your face. It's not Ellen. I'm I going just need to you defer. Ellen. If That's it's not the lady in red, I'm just going to defer. Constantine wrapped his hand because it's bleeding, but Eve doesn't have time for Constantine or his hand. Eve is trying to get information on Constantine. Eve wants to know where is where. Hélène? The Lady of Redis. And Constantine's like, well, I mean, I wouldn't know that because they keep us scattered. And I don't know if I believe him, though. Eve didn't seem like she believed it either. He tends to be full of shit. And so Constantine tries to give Eve a workaround. Whereas instead of looking for the Lady of Red, look for the things the Lady of Red likes to look for. With that, he proposes. He tries to explain that Ellen is a procurer of talent. But that the last name he had for a talent she procured was Rianne. But Rianne was thrown in front of a train by Villain. And that was the last name he had. And so Eve is like, well, give me that fucking name of Rianne, since they never met. And Constantine writes down while dripping his blood on a piece of pad paper, Rianne, and her last name. And you realize that that bloody paper from her corkboard is not the paper that Naldia passed through the door like we thought it could be. And we were like, Carolyn, you lying again? I guess they have not given Carolyn that much plot just yet this first episode. And it has nothing to do with Carolyn and everything to do with Eve extracting information. And so good on you, Eve, I suppose, even though you're being a real asshole this episode, because she gets it, she adds it to her wall, and she does all of that without Carolyn's help. No, right. And once this name is given to Eve Plastry, Constantine asks why Eve is not getting this information from Villanelle. Well, first she asks, what does she look like? And Constantine is like, <laughs> a French, French. Woman. Really? A French woman? And Eve is like, what the fuck is that? He said, French, bitch! She looks like, French! Figure it French. out! Figure like, it out! Don't shoot me! She looks French! Figure it French. out! <laughs> Google I, French women. I'm like, this is... French she's gonna, and women. I don't need bang and then like French. Like Apple Eve. Rip. Right. Just like that. <laughs> like, I don't need that for me. Look up Catherine Deneuve and some motherfuckers. I don't even know what that was supposed to mean for Eve, but Constantine is... He's ridiculous. Oh. But then he also asks, so if you really want to know where a bitch Ellen is that, why don't you ask Villanelle, your girlfriend? She, I don't want to say she makes face. I'm not no, she doesn't. Say she does. Her face remains stone. Right. That's actually it. That she doesn't crack. She doesn't grimace. She doesn't smile. She's just looking at him with that same face and then snatches that paper, which that snatch is like, shut the fuck up. And she's <laughs> on her way out. But before, before she makes it through to leave, he makes sure he says loud enough, you know, whatever this is, 
You won't survive it. I'm like, bruh. He trying to... Now, weren't you the one last snack who said you thought Constantine could be warning Eve? And I said, I didn't think they would see each other that soon. So now they see each other that soon. You are no longer on your muse that he's warning her. He was already shocked that a bitch was in there in leather-clad motorcycle clothes with a fucking silencer on her gun. None of that makes sense for the Eve that he left behind. And so for him to be like, Villanelle's not even... She's not even in the back. This is just you. And considering how Eve got gutted mm, by Pam and was there breathing for air for quite some time, I think Constantine has a point. That she doesn't even come close, even yet, to the skills that Villanelle has. And Villanelle was dancing on the edge probably her entire career with the 12, with how she was doing. So realistically, I think Constantine makes sense. He's looking at Eve, just running up in there. Who knows who could have been in the back? She just ran up in there. No plan, no backup, no nothing. So he's like, bitch, you gonna die. I think you could have died. Bitch, you keep doing this? You keep acting like this? And apparently Eve is like, good, good. You can kill the hell out of me. Oh, are we flashing back to Martin? Because that's what that gave me. It gave me Death Wish. It gave me Thelma and Louise going off the cliff. But Eve is by herself in the car right now. Her O was being strapped in. She has no O. It's just her in the car. No, you're right. It is just her. After Eve delivers the line... Thank God. We get the audio before the scene actually transitions. And it is, yes, it's to the church. That's that's where they're taking us. And to Villanelle's cold open. It's Villanelle, yes. She's She's singing. She's singing her about her light um, shining on. Yes. Someone write in. Is that what y'all, and by y'all I mean motherfuckers in England, doing choir shit or whatever? Like, is that a variation or is it just absurdities? Because I still can't understand the outfit. I can't understand what was going on. Jody's that singing col- was lovely. It was like, oh, my light shines on. Fantastic. Uh, I don't even know about how is your light shining on despite the O because the rest of the episode told me something different, Villanelle. It told me that your light was not shining. The light is dim. It is dim and almost out and I need you to get back on your bullshit because I'm not convinced that any light is shining and that the church has anything to do with it. All right? And we get another cut and now it seems to be what? After service, they are picking up the Hamilton view. It is May. It is Villanelle. You think it's that same day? I thought it was potentially the next day, but maybe it was the same day. It could be. Be. I don't know what yeah, services I, are like the Church of England. I have no idea. Made sure to tell Villanelle uh, that she sings beautifully. She specifically says, have I ever told you you sound like an angel? That's, it's different. You know, you can tell someone they sing beautifully. It's something else. Have I told you lately <laughs> that you're an angel? That's May. From uh, the minute actually, we yes. see May's fucking face and May opens her fucking mouth, it's like, bitch, you're done. Bitch, you're gone. Bitch, you're sprung. Bitch, you have been crushing on Villanelle for weeks, possibly months, the entire time she's been at the cloister. Y'all been sharing looks. You've been writing your erotic, aspirational fiction, almost future real life stories. Whatever you want to call them, May. I knew she was lost. She was lost in Villanelle's eyes. She was lost in everything, which is why she was like, hey, I ever told you that you sing like an angel? And me, I'm like, you probably did. And you forgot because, wow. Wow, May. Wow. And then Villanelle's response, I feel like it was it was some she play She said, on only, only sound say, like? Right, right. Because she said, can a bitch hear more? Like, tell me more about me. Only the way I sound? Like, you don't like the way I move? You don't like the way I look? You don't like the way I breathe? I think that's that's the shit that Villanelle was on. And I'm not mad at it. May has it bad for Villanelle, and she <laughs> still wants that bitch to have it even worse than what she has. Or should I say, Nell? Which we'll learn later. Villanelle is going by <laughs> Nell, and I prefer. I prefer. Because Villanelle being this down bad, no. But Nell being this down bad, sure. Why right, not? maybe that, yeah, maybe Nell that's Nell's thing. Yeah. Oh, and then we get another cloister, cloister member. member. I want to say Where Barbara. She's on screen and she's like, oh, Loomis Perfect, because I guess they all have pet or fun names for each other. Oh, not, I don't know. That question mark? I think we should read into that. 
Because think about what they say about the loaves and fish. Villanelle has obviously been there trying to follow every rule to the T. And I don't know what situation in any kind of religious whatever the fuck that you have a young person or just anyone who's brand new that they're like, one, two, three, four, ABC. I'm not deviating from the line. I'm coloring inside the lines. In fact, right perfectly in the lines. That's Villanelle. I think she has been doing everything that somebody else would be like, I don't want to wash the toilet. Mm. I don't want to clean up after the cat again. Why can't it be somebody else? But everything they tell her to do, including when old girl comes in, is like, yo, the cat made another mess. And she's like, I'll handle it. I will handle it. And so maybe other cloister member is always harassing people to do cleaning. Because May was like, I don't know how you're so good. That's basically what she says to Villanelle. She's that like, yo, that is. bitch told you to go clean the cat shit again. And you are That's just chill about said. it. And she came in undercutting you by calling you Little Miss Perfect. And so I think that Villanelle, at least up until this point, has been, and by this point I mean later in the episode, has been on her very best behavior. Her very best. Which, again, did Eve leave in the morning? Because what? Villanelle? How did we get here? How did we get here? Oh, so much ground to cover. So Barbara is giving, I guess, giving everyone notice that the cat was, you know. Or just Villanelle. Just, the cat was getting Villanelle. sick on the neighbor's carpet. And then had to say Neighbor? The cloister. I, Why is Villanelle cleaning neighbor stuff? It got to be cloister materials. Like, oh, the communal cloister. Rug has <laughs> been stained. Again. Right. And then uh, it's chunky. I was like, I didn't need to hear that. That is extra. That is, you're making it more repugnant. Like now, now. But she said, I said, I will handle it. That was Nell rising to the challenge, even though you were trying to gross her out. Oof, it was pretty gross. And of course, May is like, bitch, I don't know how you do it. And then I was like, what the fuck do you mean? There's a powder, it absorbs shit. That's how I do it. And she's like, okay, girl, um, yes. But also, no. I mean, be good all the time, girl. Like, how are you just so good? So ready to do stuff. And I'm like, Villanelle, you haven't putting on a performance, bitch. You got this May? Stressed the fuck out? Sprung the fuck out? Talking about how are you so good? I need to know. Where's the footages? Where are the footages of Villanelle showing May how good she is? My goodness. There's a bridge to be sold to May. Maybe not anymore, given how the episode ends, but certainly at this part of the fucking episode. So after I nearly choked when May said, be good all the time, and I was like, be good all the time. That means y'all not even doing the fucking. That means y'all are just actually praying, and May is writing her aspirational erotic fiction. That's it? Okay, great. Okay, great. Villanelle, that's fine. But then... Is this the Eve cut? Before we leave that scene, Villanelle actually replies to May and says that she doesn't have any other choice. And it's interesting because what the fuck does that mean, Villanelle? You don't have any other choice. Do you feel like you're locked into it because you you simply have to be with Eve and you don't think it's possible to be with Eve unless you are a fundamentally changed good person? Is that what that is? That's or is it something else? She says, I have to, I have to. So where did this mandate come from? In the break? In the break? In the seven months to two years? I hope we get some fucking insight louder because we need to know. Like, you need to fill in the fucking blanks, bitch. Like, it's not okay. No, it's true. It's not okay how you've jumped all this time and you haven't given us nearly enough clues to explain how our protagonists, how our killer ladies are where they are. I need... More, is what I'm saying. 
did Nell put her monster on punishment? Like, I, we're like, what is going on? It still doesn't make sense of how she got there from how she was looking at Eve on the bridge. No. It just, I just need more connective <laughs> tissue because there's no tissue. Right. It's not Some, connecting. Right. That's, that's the only issue Unless I, I write have. my fan fiction about how that first O turned into 17 O's. Blew everyone's mind involved, even Villanelle, and then somebody left. And at this point, I'm like, it has to be Villanelle, because why is Eve roundhouse slapping a bitch? All right, now I need to live in a world where that fanfic already exists and May found it. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I can't. First of all, May is going to control F, all of the Eve names, and put in May. Right, no. And then she'll reprint it out and read it in her bunk. The pianist. With the the covers up. With the covers up. Oh, May. Sinning. Yes, she is. (laughs) Yes, she is. Incurring a cross like Miss Lister. I know it, girl. I know it. Don't even deny it. So are both cats named Lucifer May? You know what? You know (laughs) Sick of you. Sick of you. I'm sick of you. Not her sinning box is also named Lucifer. She's not even gotten to sin with it yet, sadly. Oh, man. Lord. Uh. And so... (laughs) God. God. All right, so after that both ridiculous and intriguing church scene with Nell and May, we cut to Eve arriving at the Drayton Hotel in London, which is apparently the Lancaster Hall Hotel. Because we checked it in London. And you know what? This is this is my new <laughs> territory knows. Territory knows where I'm going. Because I gave him my little mini TED talk about this already. There are no suites in the Lancaster Hotel. And if you guys saw, when we get to this motherfucker hotel, we're like, oh, this is where Eve is living? This is where Eve is living. Okay. Now, I think they said 59 pounds a night. I said, so the bitch ain't paying rent. But she got a multi-room hotel suite with a sink. With a microwave. Right. She had like a double sink in the bathroom. I was like, what is a going? A double sink, right? How we got double sink? I was like, what and is? how we are paying to afford this? So even though no one asked for Candace to fact check this, I'm telling you that the Drayton Hotel isn't real in the way that we saw it in the show. There's a Drayton Hotel somewhere over there in UK. It's like two of them. There's one in Georgia. There's apparently right, there's more luxury than what we saw in this fucking show. But I'm taking issue with the fact that Eve Pilastri is living in a hotel with no suites. All right. I didn't even see a king bed, Terrence. But wasn't she in a king bed she before? She was in a She was in a king, king bed before. Bed. And I don't like the way that Lauda is deciding to give me fiction. I didn't ask for this. Like, you should have gave me a motel, bitch. Like, you want me to understand where Eve is at? Put her in a motel six. Whatever the European version of that is. Like, Put her in a fucking hostel. No, it's She's true. sharing rooms. Because of series three. The fuck? Well, we saw that Villanelle got that, that place in Spain. There was like, you could Airbnb this place. Everyone was like, oh, this looks oh, good. Yeah, I want to yeah, be there. I want to be there. And, but how was supposed to be at this there. hotel? By the way, I still want to have a party, Killing Eve themed party at that place in Spain. What if people wanted to have All a party? All the clowns are invited, by the way. Anyway. What if people wanted to have a party in, we the, won't. in the suite? We won't. There is no suite. We That's won't. why we There's can't. There's no suite. Right. They invented it. They shot the exteriors for this Drayton Hotel, and then they went to some jaunty fucking houses and said, let's pretend. Right. <laughs> let's pretend it's the hotel. And I think it's too much for Eve Pilastri. Eve Pilastri does not deserve all that space. Why are we pretending like Eve Pilastri washes her clothes? You guys gave us a scene where she was scrubbing her clothes, and I said, since when, bitch? Since when, bitch? <laughs> I think they're trying to say she's not season three's Eve Pilastri. And I mean, I thank you. Oh, but... but 
but Terrence, she's living in a hotel. Oh, mm. she's going downstairs for nuts, but she doesn't. She doesn't <sighs> send her clothes out to be laundered in a hotel. Where they do that at? Like, what hotel has suites but doesn't have a place for you to wash your clothes? You know what? Sadly, as someone who has been on many a family trip with many a person, many a cousin, I'm telling you, the fucking suites are specific hotels, and usually it's it's either horrible or great, and right. then it is what it is. Also, let me just add that the suites never look like that, no, and it's, it's because most of the new hotels don't fucking do suites because families don't travel like that anymore because you got fucking Airbnb. Right. And house guest, whatever that website is, rent a home, home away. So what I'm saying is stop the violence louder. I don't deserve this. I don't know why I have to see Eve and Fo Jafari kicking back in a hotel. It's the way that you can even do a non-suite hotel and there's still a room to do laundry in. I'm right, really thinking right, about right, this right. now. And see, it's like, see, once you think about it, you're like, well, why did they do this? Sink, right? Why did they have her washing her clothes in her sink? And you know what wasn't there, Terrence? Do you know? Soap. Did you see soap? Now, you look like you want to take a walk. But did you see soap? Did you see detergent? Did you see a single sun, Terrence? Let me tell you. I had a roommate years ago and it was a boy. All right. And I told you about this boy because every time he took a shower, it did not smell like freshness. Did not smell like soap. It didn't even smell like dial. And that's the soap I hate. So Terrence, she was washing her clothes like that boy washed his body. Just with water. It just smelled like Which hot. is are we cleaning? I don't right. Are we cleaning? Anyway, I need to move on. Like I said to y'all at the beginning of this, I'm not happy with Eve Pilastri. And my rage against her will come out for the rest of this episode. They do a cut. After we see her doing hotel things. Oh, did we mention her little corkboard? We didn't. We were too busy. Oh no, upset we did about okay. her living right. space. But she's living in this place. We see her do her little activities up until she gets to the corkboard, which is behind a thing in a closet, and she adds uh, the a sticky, the sticky. I think it says recruitment. Right, and, and she, puts she takes it... away the question marks. Yes, next to yes. Elaine's name. <sighs> and now we're to the next scene. <sighs> Okay, um, bright and cheery. Bright and cheery. I can do this. Best of luck, because we're, we're talking about folks. <laughs> Best of luck. Best of luck. All right, I'm going to try to express my way through this. <clears throat> we see Eve Palastria. She is knocking on the uh, side of a van. Why is she knocking on this van? We don't know. Nobody tells us why. And she is greeted <laughs> by need... someone who looked like initially that they're seeing someone who was just knocking on the van. And as he's looking, she does this thing where it felt like it was Eve trying to get over, where I I, I got to a protein get shake, over. which is like, oh. you know, the, you know, I just found this $20 on the floor. <laughs> do, do you want it? Like, like uh, so like, Eve, what do you want? Like, why are we doing this? What is this dance? And, you know, they weren't initially receptive to this beverage, but it could have been all in playful jest. I'm this glad is somebody paid history, attention, because I surely didn't. I guess. And she was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like assume because I think he said something like are you trying to like he said some word are you trying to something like put me in a box it was some sort of thing wait I'm sorry the way when we start talking about foe something happens to my brain where are we in the uh, scene? <laughs> so she asked him if he wanted a protein shake no, and I he that. felt I like that. he said are you trying to like something well, like like pigeonhole me or something it was something like 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 type him because this happens to be a shake that you give to people who work out regularly or you whatever. You want to see the, the line of note I wrote about this scene? There's, ban- <laughs> There's banter I mostly don't care about. No, no, that's It fair. seems they've been that working together for at least a little bit. That was my note. No, no. I, I don't like it. That's, trust me, it's fair. She goes to pour out this protein drink and he's like, well, no, 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 I don't want to see it go to waste it. Besides, it was like day. And I'm like, ew. Not you giving us a play-by-play. And then Are she we goes, in the van yet? Are we, we still outside the van? 
Oh we're about to get the van. And then so she cuts past him to go in the van. And then she turns right before she goes in. She says, are you looking at my ass? And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, why? why? are you doing this but to me? But these are... Nobody asked for this. Someone wrote this episode. Listeners, listeners write in. They listeners wrote... write in. And tell me if you need a terrorist play-by-play. Tell me if you need a play-by-play from someone Terrence. Wrote... About Bo Jafari. They wrote these lines. Oh, you like my ass. No, someone wrote them. And it was louder. And I'm feeling away right now, and it is whatever. Because you know what? Let's let's let's, let's hurry up through the fucking scene. All right, right? we're in the van. Right, we're in the van. Yeah. And he says some bullshit. I think it was. Uh, um, oh wait, no, Eve. Eve says some bullshit to imply that she has a job. She asked who we're protecting today, and I said, not you protecting a damn person, <laughs> Eve. The way I don't believe that. And also, how are you protecting somebody in the van? Total help me saying you're not the FBI. You're not witness protection. You're not Interpol. You're not MI6. Who the fuck are you protecting? In a van in which you're not paying attention. But I guess I'm asleep. I guess I'm asleep, Terrence. Right. Their poor agent. I'm sure if he said some code word where they were supposed to call in support, that agent didn't get any support because they were not listening in to anybody for anything. <sighs> they weren't watching any video. They were going through parcels of It was barely mail. a minute right. in and they was getting ready to fuck. Right. No, right. So The they, fuck is that? The fuck? They're the degenerates, I guess, of their their company. And so there was, um, yeah, there were messages to go through. Oh, yeah, they got uh, mail. Oh, uh, you're being a loser at work. Mm-hmm. Apparently both of them. And I right. said, so you're both still employed. So you've got to And you're working right. the same cases right. together, For- even though you're both derelict. Like that? Does. Okay, sure. Why not? I feel like <laughs> I feel like Eve's not supposed to be there, but she's just there. But I mean, but that's where her mail was. So I guess I don't know. It's weird. But also, where was the mail being delivered to? And why did he have it? Is it being delivered to their work? I don't know. Why is this happening? (laughs) Eve, you're staying at a hotel, but they don't have a P.O. box option? I don't believe it. You're staying at a hotel, but they don't hold your mail for you. Mm, Interesting. Your mail is being sent to the security firm, I guess. And Fo Jafari puts his hands on it. Okay. Okay. Sure. It's all None of it makes any sense. No. no. Because how do you get a job without an address? How do you get a job without a background check? (laughs) And then the background check reveals that you were fired by MI5. And if I had to imagine, Frank put some nasty ass notes in there. Oh, I'm sure. And not only were you fired, your boss was fired. No, yes. The whole fucking unit was turned the fuck over, Eve. And then the next news after you being fired would be you were bleeding the fuck out in Italy. And Uh someone could put two and two together and be like, ah, something's fucked up here. And when I called to get a reference from MI5, they cursed me out and hung up the phone. And then when I went to look for your boss, it turns out that he had an obituary. Right, he was dead. (laughs) He was dead. And so I just, I don't, I'm having a hard time believing that any security firm would hire Eve, especially what I know about them. It's just like, no. And also she has no skills that is being applied. Like I know Sandra O says she has new skills, but that bitch can't fight. Not truly. To protect who? Who she protected? And then she's not using her administration skills because she's nowhere near a desk. No, right. But okay. She has a job. She has a job. And apparently she's had a job long enough to fuck off that job and still keep the job, Terrence. Like, you have to be, there's a degree of untouchable or nepotism where you are allowed to just, you know, give no fucks and not worry about security of employment because you, you're just going to have it. I feel like Tommy from Martin. You ain't got no job, man. <laughs> yeah. Every time Eve says she's doing something for work. But it was a particular parcel that Faux Jafari pointed out and gave to Eve oh, right. that gave me pause. Invitation. And it was yes, it was an invitation where he mm-hmm. said, "This feels anthraxy," and I'm like, "Why but, would but, you put but, that kind of?" Forget it. Forget the anthrax. Why did he know it was from Villanelle and no. that she'd been sending multiple letters? That's actually that, what had me fucked up. No, right. that's what has me fucked up, Terrence. Why does he know anything about Villanelle? Is Louder trying to tell me that Eve talks to Foe about Villanelle? I don't like it. I'm angry. I want to set something on fire. No, I, do. I know. I want to start a fire. 
here. I'm like, how long is this Still break? Like, y'all are on a break? What, like, what's going on? And she opens it up. And then you see that it's now. Wait, it's now. <laughs> okay, now. Well, first of all, I'm happy that Nell got woman. a new selfie. Right. <laughs> did did Nell get papers? Does Nell have a fake passport? Eve. Does Nell have a, a number? Like, Eve. for her identities? Eve said absolutely not. Like, Eve was not. He put the invite back in the envelope and was and like, rip. let's rip and it, rip and rip. Um, and that was rude. I mean, it would have been worse if she have did it in her face. I'm happy that it didn't get that far. Well, it seems like she's ripped it up before because oh, yeah. the way he was talking about, oh, here's another one. Oh, looks anthraxy. So Villanelle has been trying to get her attention or I guess has had it, but has been inviting her to this baptism her rebirth a number of times. And so the only way I can look into this to give Eve a piece of something so it's not just rage that I give her this episode is that she's already annoyed with the fact that Villanelle is in a cloister. She does not believe that her attempt to be good in the way that the Church of England perhaps would prefer it is authentic and it pisses her off, especially because she's on her, yeah. her misandry bullshit, that that rip is like the eighth rip and she's over it. Like maybe the first time she got one, she was like, the fuck is this? And then perhaps peeked in or did whatever. We have no idea what happened in this break. And now that she's getting the eighth, invitation that's in color with glitter she said you know what take your little fucking baptism shin get the fuck out of my face and so there's that i could see her being upset about that but i do not like that she has been open and sharing with no, Jafari right? about anything to do with anything especially villano uh, and then we get the scene from the preview after it's ripped up where he's like so you shot someone oh, i hate this i hate it i hate it you guys already knew that was going to hate it, but what I hate, what I hate, I just have to express to y'all, what I hate most of this, and Lauda, if you ever hear this, I need you to know that I hate this deeply. Mm. What I hate most about these interactions with Fojifari is that he looks like he knows and understands too much about Eve, and I just don't no, understand right. that. I just right. don't understand. I don't understand. Why does he look at her and have an idea of what that face is, which is the face of Eve after she's done something violent? Why does he know what that is? Why have they had conversations about how that makes her feel? Why is the sex correlation right there? Why have you done this to me, Laura? I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like the closeness. I don't like the familiarity that they're sharing. I don't like any of that shit. And of course, with that reply, she says, just like you said it would. Sandra Oh, you said in an interview that he wasn't a love interest, that you don't think of him as a love interest. I hope you're not gaslighting me, Sandra Oh. I hope you're not lying to me, Sandra, because this episode, it's looking pretty love interesty. All right? It's looking like you guys have spent a lot of time together. All right? It looks like you guys had a picnic just yesterday. It looks like you're planning your future murder kids, and I'm upset. Why does he have a job with you? Why does he know who Carolyn is? Why does he know who Villanelle is? Does he know who Nico is? You were married to Nico for 20 fucking years. Didn't say shit to him about Villanelle. But we are telling everything to Fojifari. Is that it? Okay, cool. And of course, you know, you want to have sex. He asks, and then he's like, can you get me something to eat after? Because I don't know, is he poor? I don't <laughs> get that line. But she's like, if it's good. And I'm like, well... I mean, kudos to knowing that, you know, you're not going to get the best of whatever from oh, that man. Oh, that's right. He did ask but, for dinner. I yeah. blocked it. You're right. And she said only if it's good. Only Girl, if it's good. Please. You already know it's not going to be good. So you already know. I guess he was like, all right, fine. I'll pay for dinner. Which is why he picked dinner after the fact. Why but, is she even eating dinner with him, Terrence? It's, I don't it, None of it's it. good. I don't get it. But I guess they're trying to say this is where Eve is. But why is Eve Whatever. here? I don't, what? I don't like it. I hate it. I literally How hate it. We, I fucking Eve hate it. looking on the bridge. There's nothing to good. this. There's nothing good. And I don't get how we I don't get got it. from oh, there. Oh, we got here. 
I don't know fear. how we got here either. Anyways, let's go to the next scene because the bitch is fed up talking about Fojafar and we'll have to get back to him literally <laughs> after this fucking scene. But in the next scene, don't we go to Mallorca? Yes, we get a title card. This is Mallorca. Things look like they are expensive. Um, <laughs> the weather looks great. The weather looks great. Carolyn is in the brightest outfit I've ever seen her in. It's like an all blue thing. And I'm like, girl, you feeling the Mediterranean vibes. You are out here enjoying yourself, but also not enjoying yourself. Like you right. look great. Right. But it doesn't seem you are in a great position, given what's happened. And we find out in this scene that things have happened to Miss Maltons. And so she is sitting there while I'm going to assume this is her aide or someone who keeps somebody. track of her itinerary. He looks like her a... PA? He looks, he looks like somebody stripped uh, the powers of John Cena away from him or like his what son. What? It's what he looks like. It reminds me of. Okay. And, and he's like, all right, you're going to be doing these educational things. And she's like, this ain't life. This cannot be real. The exact line she says is, humankind cannot bear very much reality. Carolyn, that's me right now. Girl, I can't bear the reality of this fucking show and first episode of, of series four because I'm not not doing okay. And then the phone rings and it seems she has a visitor, which livens her spirits. After the phone call, she says, gracias, and then I'll be right down. She gets up. If I could just interrupt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she actually, of the quote, um, the humankind cannot bear very much reality. She asked her aide if he oh. knows, and so he does not know that it's T.S. Eliot. He said something like Gandhi, and she was stank, like, this stank, is not. Stank, It definitely was not she said this. She said, this is not. what I'm surrounded by this, this, no. And yeah, she gets up. She's like, look, uh, I'm not going to say that I'm committing to any of what you just said, but if I show up to any of it, I promise I won't be sober, which is, <laughs> which is energy. And of course, he's like, but I'm sure he's got a job. He's trying to be her, what, handler? He can't handle... Carolyn. I don't know what his job is. I don't know. Perhaps but, there's something to muse about too about that T.S. Eliot quote. You can put a bookend or a note, a bookmark oh, for me actually, and I, I can, snack, yep, so. I can add it. Because I was going to add, I was going to say some more things. I was like, ah, I'll leave it. I need to get through this stank ass episode and the review. Because I can't wax poetic about fucking literature when I'm still thinking about Fojifari and his hairy nipples. Fojifari uh, and his knowing, his knowing of Eve Pilastri in all the ways. Ugh. No, it's like you spit up a little in your throat. A little yeah, bit in the back. It's not Can't great. Help it. It's not good. It's mm -hmm. a bad taste. She tells her attendant, aide, handler, wrangler, whomever he is. Handler? No way. Wrangler. Whoever he is. She says, look, I'm not uh, promised to do any of that. But if I do show up to some of it, I promise I won't be sober. I'm out. And he's looking like. Oh, she well, said, that's... I shan't be sober. <laughs> I put down a T-shirt. I shan't be sober. Right. I like Abs it. Absolutely not. And he's looking all kinds of lost. And then we will cut and we get a discussion with Eve and Fojifari and I cannot tell from this discussion if they are talking about trying to create the ultimate sandwich or the ultimate what? hot dog. I think they're they talking, are talking about a hamburger that they're eating because they're eating a hamburger, right? Like they're eating a burger. I believe they're talking about the condiments on the burger. And he is arguing with Eve about condiments. I barely was able to grasp this, but I feel like I grasped that. And then Eve says some bullshit about mayonnaise on the top and bottom. And it's like, girl, ew. And he calls her a psychopath for saying that, which some credence, perhaps. And that's all I got. That's all. That's all. And, and <laughs> But then, they were arguing about the hamburger. And then he tells her that what she's eating is vegan, including the bacon. And she makes a face. He was she like, wasn't into it. He was like, I know. She didn't I, like it. <laughs> 
He was like, I knew that would get to you. What's that mean? That's like, what why I are there know. so many inside jokes with these two? I didn't ask for it. Lauda, I didn't need you to write it. I needed zero inside jokes for these two, but great. Eve did remind me of my little brother a number of years ago when I tried to give him a faux hot dog. It was a tofu dog. And he not only spit it out like a baby, you know, you give them food and they just, they start chewing in, it just comes out their mouth. Uh, he shamed me and then called our mother to say I gave him. A vegan hot dog. And it was extra. But Eve was giving that same energy where it's like, calm the fuck down. Just say you want your meat and move the fuck on. Like, we didn't have to go through all of this. No, right. The faux dog was not that bad. It really wasn't. Once she wraps her head around the veganness of the sandwich, the burger that they just enjoyed, she receives a pamphlet from Faux where apparently this location is where... Funeral uh, home. Right. This it's location, funeral this funeral home, home is where uh, Rian's body was sent to with all the things. Taken care of. Right. And of course, she wants to know how he got it. And this he has story friend, comes. Right. A he mate, has, whatever. Right. Someone who Lord. worked for the Foreign Legion, whatever. The fuck. Who he saw do some horrible things and never said anything. Makes you pretty horrible by extension. And now he works for something called the TFL. Terrence thought it was the Foreign Legion. I said, but why would he say the Foreign Legion and then say he now works for the TFL? I don't know. I'm like, is the TFL Eve's new workplace? If it is, I hate it. I would like to report it. Mm. I know that it's fiction, but I would just like for someone to shut it down. I mean, like, I know that she's If getting... they're employing Eve Blastry, they don't deserve to be in business. <laughs> Until I see a W-2 Eve is not employed, I don't know. I mean, she's maybe this is a trial run that Eve is doing. I don't know. I still, I don't get it. Whatever. So maybe that's Eve's new employer. But Possibly. the fact that he got this fucking bullshit pamphlet for her, she kisses him? And, of course, he doesn't take the kiss seriously for reasons. I don't know. They just had sex. They just had a burger. Oh, it's another Whatever inside it joke. It's another inside joke. Don't right. you get it? They've been doing stuff for months, evidently. Like going from kisses to headlocks. Right. And he's like, oh, look at you. You dropped your guard. You dropped your gurney. And, of course, she does, like, this trip thing. And now they're both tussling it's on the floor. It's whack. And, you know, lie. people in the lie. park are like, "Yeah, what is going on? Actually, man? I don't think people in the park give a shit. Oh. All right? Because it didn't even look that cool. I feel like we read something in the papers that was like, oh, they were at it all day wrestling. It looked really... It didn't. It wasn't giving me anything. It didn't even touch the hem of Villanelle and Raymond oh, in no, terms of physicality did. between two persons. And so I personally was dismayed because while I was happy to see that Eve took a wrestling class, they didn't do enough choreography for me. Because as I put it out to you, when we rewatched it, okay, she does the leg trip. That makes sense. Get someone down. But why are both her arms just right, like she this? She just was laying. Like she, like, right. Like, like she a was fish a, out of water. It didn't it make any weird. sense. And then she wrapped her legs. And I'm like, okay, girl, but that's not how, like, wrestling is extremely useful. You know. I joined the wrestling team just so I could own all my brothers that were bigger than me. And I did that. I learned that. And so I was upset that they obviously are trying to say that Eve has studied some form of grappling or wrestling. You know, I was hoping for Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Anything. No, and yeah. she say, here, I'm just wrapping my legs and put this. I was, I was upset. And that move is. <laughs> oh, Lord. And of course, Fo Jafar, he taps out. And because uh, he's a fucking loser. Yeah. I, I wish she had Pam. Now, Pam might have done something. But anyway, let me let's go past the scene. I was about to say she going to do something. But yeah. All right. And With the lady in red. All right. So Eve's out of breath after doing that hold. Not a great look. And we will transition out of here. Oh, I did want to say, though, that I do believe that Eve was taught to wrestle by that guy from all the memes who teaches people how to take a gun. No! If you want to die. Like, if you want to die, take the no, gun like that. that. Right, no. Guy. That guy. That guy! Anyways, that's you gotta follow skits. the program. No, right. I ain't got time for him. Oh, my God. Why are the clouds everywhere? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Lord. So now Carolyn is like, well, 
what do you have for me? Carolyn is sitting with her. Remember, she got a phone call last scene. So this is her guest who's here. She's looking for information. What do you have for me? And he tells Carolyn of, I was going to say a string. Somebody called Yakub is what I remember. I don't remember the last name. It was, it was okay. difficult to remember. But he was killed in Prague. Yes, and apparently flayed. Flayed alive. Right. I said, who was the creative bitch flaying people? It's giving right. intensity. It was like there were strips missing. Actual like... strips and photos. And Carolyn's like, oh, this reminds me of something. And the dude is like, string cheese. And oh. I'm like, oh. Now that's well, an image. That's... I don't think string cheese is red. It's like something in me says, unless he drained that body, the strips were bloody, sir. No, right. So string so, cheese, was so, that right? What kind of string cheese you eating? Woo. What are you eating, sir? And Not us pulling. Like, no, no, but yeah, pulling but what, what happened off. to the pieces? They, that, I think they were left. To then be like, here's a flay. Because <laughs> how else do you know it's flayed unless you no. see the flayed pieces? To well, confirm. I, right, like when you see the pieces are gone. Versus you're saying like, someone's peeled, because someone no, could no, just right. be peeled, but no, flayed means yeah. strips. No. Oof. Wow. Oh, rough. Mm. Rough. And uh, Carolyn, of course, is asking for, you know, additional information. He's like, but it's not my case. And, you know, they limit the amount of information that you're given when it's not your direct case. <gasps> we forgot to say that he mentions Carolyn's evidently new title. She is oh, not the head does. of the Russian S. He calls her the, the cultural, cultural attache. attache. And says it's code for being kicked out on your ass. And I said, so the articles were putting it lightly. She was not just demoted. She has been put out to pasture. She's been put to that place in the building, you know, whenever you work in certain places and it's where they don't really care about you. Remember oh, that yeah. movie Office Space where he was She's down in the thing? Remember the dude with his stapler? No, yeah. She is where the stapler dude was. Yeah. My stapler. So I just, I, what? It's like, uh, it's bad because it's like, yeah, you got tenure, but it doesn't mean that you have to do anything prominent after you got in your tenureship. It's weird. It's, it's bad. worse than tenure because if, if you're tenured, you're still teaching. Whether or not your classes are, are popular is one thing else. When you are put to pasture, they don't even give you decent stuff to do. They're just Ooh. like, be over here. Her schedule literally said, go talk to them children over there about giraffes. I don't, what is Carolyn no. talking to people about giraffes for? Uh, yeah. It's yeah, unnecessary. Nah. And it wasn't necessarily giraffes, but y'all get it. It wasn't about killing. It wasn't about being a badass spy. It was about the fucking zoo life. So I and, don't know. And so. Carolyn didn't take that uh, shot line out. She was like, well, I could say the same about you. And I was like, ooh. She says, you were my <laughs> most promising student. And I'm like, it wasn't Eve? Sure. Uh, it's just, just it's this guy. I don't know what this world we're creating is, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not having the most fun here. And of course he brings up, he said, you know, I lost my daughter, you know, in almost the same way as I was like, oh, you lost your daughter in the same way as what? Because well, Carolyn cuts him Potentially up. he means suddenly. Well, yeah. I'm Probably hoping. unlikely that someone pushed or he, no, she, or she no, took no. a dive off right. roof, but just young. And so that's uh, awful. Yeah. Dying in yes. your tragic 20s. And he says something like, grief makes us strangers, even to ourselves. Yes. It's true. And um, this delicate moment is then interrupted because someone lets themselves into this it's room. It's Hugo. I don't know why I say someone. We all know Hugo's back unnecessarily. They said, oh, we could bring back any one of these motherfucking characters. We're not going to bring back Elena. We're not going to bring back Kirby Howell Baptiste, who everyone has been asking for. We're going to bring back Hugo stank fucking ass. Not only that, we're going to put him in some whack ass, horrible ass, old Navy beach board shorts. That's what we're going to do. It was a hot And then mess. we're going to say that he has been elevated above Carolyn because we want Candace to hate this fucking episode with every fiber of her being. So not only are all my bitches down bad, but you tell me and that Hugo is not only on top of He's them. fully recovered and he's above Carolyn. And trying to threaten Carolyn? Weren't you just on a bitch team a year or 
so ago, bitch. Like, you were just on a team and you weren't even a top bitch on the team. You were subordinate on the team to another subordinate bitch. But now you're telling Carolyn what the fuck to do? You're telling Carolyn? Look, whatever. You were like 15% of Operation Mandalay and now you're in charge of the Russian desk. See, this is why we don't talk about Higo. I just need for somebody to make it make sense. And of course he's like, <sighs> Carolyn. Look uh, at my wave. I've been yelling this entire time. I can't help it. He's like, didn't you get the facts? I've been promoted. No, I know. I just, I was just making fun of my mom for having a fax machine. She's like, can't set up this fax machine. I'm like, we still fax it? She's like, I, I fax mean, every day. But PDFs, I'm like, you fax every day? PDFs are a thing. I told my beloved. mom there's internet like e-faxes, and she blinked. Real slow. Like, Candace, I don't know what that is, and I never will. So, apparently, MI6 still also faxes. They said, fuck the environment. Let's waste the paper. <sighs> waste the paper. <sighs> Send the fax. Who needs emails when you can fax? All right? <laughs> so, he, so, he got yeah, promoted. He, he got, got promoted. promoted. He's, he he's like, he's gotten a Russian desk. And, you know, it's, uh, I guess... <sighs> I don't think he deserves that desk. Everyone knows he doesn't. He says he got desk. some kind of leverage after getting shot. And again, I don't know where that happens. Do I need to do research on MI6 to see how fucked up that agency is? Because none of this is making any sense. Because even if getting shot and being a fool was something that qualified you to go up in the ranks, his age makes no sense. No, right. Every senior person, every person we've seen that is supposed to have a modicum of power, from Constantine to Dasha to Ellen to random dude that was given the therapy session, no, right. Villanelle's therapist, right. to all these motherfuckers, Anton, certain everyone looked over 40. Yep. Hugo doesn't look like he could grow facial hair. And that's I know the actor's a grown ass man who could probably grow facial hair. But the point is, he looks like Tom Holland. And someone said, you're the head of the Russia desk. He couldn't develop a decent Instagram page that couldn't be hacked. But someone said, you're the head of the Russia desk. My favorite reaction okay. was sure. uh, Candace asking, does he even speak Russian? And probably right. the answer is still no. Right. But right. the fact that Carolyn is with her friend having a conversation he and they were in. just and they were talking about the, the door open. how the mighty have fallen with the culture attache and he's like i got a new job and it's your old job so she was of course on her shoe shoe like like no like you you're the element that's not wanted here you're the element that's not welcome and what he could not take the hint of oh, she shoe left. away she chose to leave she and left. here he goes trying to chase and after he her. her like a little and bitch as she's the saying the steps she is telling i don't know his title but she alerts them to say you know what uh this man she's needs to be removed her, workers, her goons right. get this motherfucker he out needs of here to be gone. do i pay y'all or not because i feel like i pay y'all and what i pay y'all to do is get bitches out of my house when i say so get this bitch out the house i don't think the dude she told though was prepared because it seems like he went away right. to get other bitches right because they came like, back I need, right to remove Hugo eventually. but he's scrawny and skinny so you could have really just they really did it by could've, yourself they could have just tripped Hugo down the stairs no right right and then rolled him out in a bag it would have been fine he would have got over it I'm sure he has health insurance with his promotion after Carolyn is stopped by Hugo from going on her merry way she gives him a final warning that Ayo bitch the 12 is worse than any terrorist organization or cell or whatever the fuck you think you're looking for or whatever you're obsessed with she basically is like if you don't listen to my expertise they either got to you already yep. or you're more dim-witted than I originally thought. And I'm like, girl, break him down. Kudos. Kudos. Break him down. Did you not do an employee review? Did no one read it at MI6? Of course, Hugo is on some energy. Is it Frank's energy? Who knows? Is he down? Is he in on the take? Whoa, Frank. Is he in on the take? 
And of course, Frank's energy as opposed to... I don't think Frank was trying to be a good worker. Hugo looks like he's trying to kiss ass. Oh. Like, he's trying to... Like, he literally says a statement to her about, like, these nice little jobs in the sun are for those of us who behave nicely. He's right. being a he's... good little boy. He's doing as he's told. And Carolyn has never been a bitch to follow the rules or do as she's told, which I would argue has led to her thriving in an no, agency true. like MI6. That's not him. That's not Hugo. And so I am sick of him. She showed already. up. And he's to... been here for five minutes. She showed up to the office to get her office that, that's hers even though she never is in her office she doesn't want nobody else in her office because she knows it's hers like that was the energy that carol was, was her on. office all right well was. well 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 it, it well. is the truth, it is the truth. <clears throat> and after she says that line to him about being dim-witted hugo throws some shit back to her like maybe she's just desperate and i said aloud excuse me and maybe yeah. there's some truth to that, her being desperate to just have some sort of resolution where Kenny is concerned, but I didn't like the bass in his throat. I didn't like the way he said it to her. And I ask again, louder, why is he here? There was nobody else to continue being a dick besides Hugo? Like, it, really? we could have thrown, t- really? like, like tomato, tomato. Like, I was like, you know, I didn't Give I didn't me that him. bitch back. Give me right. the bitch that was cursing at Carolyn right. and got the Pringles out the trash after she put them in the trash. Give me her. Right. I would have appreciated that better. Me thinking that she's saying the lines, to me, just makes more sense. But me putting Hugo attached to these lines is like, it's not even your about station. Hugo is too young. Like, right. they could have put a dude, but they can't put a dude that looks like he has not graduated from high school. And that's extreme, but he is, he's very young looking. Outside of the fact that I prefer a woman in terms of this high up position, I definitely never ever wanted to see Hugo again. And you guys know that. I hoped he was dead. I wanted him to be dead. And then Suzanne said last series, he wasn't. That he was saved for some fucking reason. Suzanne was like, now I have to save Hugo. So whatever, now he's back. And Suzanne is to blame. Suzanne is to blame. She could have just killed a bitch. It's true. She said, no, he's alive. Y'all let Hugo say to Carolyn, if you continue to interfere, that they would, what, try her in a private court and send her away into jail for a very long time? I'm like, you don't, what kind of gravitas Well, he says Carolyn? that he calls her out on her having a little meeting with one of her many contacts. He knows what that is. And presumes that she is sneaking around, doing stuff. Says that bitch could get threatened, sanctioned, arrested, court-martialed, whatever, and thrown away in a prison for a really long time without anyone knowing or giving a damn. And Carolyn's like, for what, bitch? What you arresting me? for and he pulls out a cell phone photo of a dead Paul. And so I said, Carolyn, we don't got no cleaners. We got no cleaner agencies. We got nothing like John Wick. Can't throw somebody a fucking coin and be like, take care of the body. We couldn't throw it in the river. Carolyn, we left him there with probably your fingerprints because I would imagine if you just left the body there, you did nothing else. I'm sure MI6 knows about your weapons. Was this gun a gun you'd used in another kill before? Like, there are so many questions I have since apparently Hugo has a photo. And I say once again, why are they sending Hugo? Do they not know Carolyn at all? Why would they send someone who cannot think to her pace, someone she doesn't even respect, try to root out what the fuck she's up to. Oh, it makes facts. zero sense. So Lauda, the real reason why Hugo better be back, better be because he's going to be a dead body by the end of the season, or I just don't know. I just don't know. If we end the season with more men than we started with, it no, just might be the worst time. season ever. No, no, it yeah. just might be the worst season ever. Like Hugo literally says to her, we will make sure of it. We, we will make sure of it. Like, right. man, all that power he feeling, somebody got to kill him. Eve, Villanelle, Nell. Although I can't ask for much from Nell, just for her to 
smile and stop crying. But Villanelle, if she makes an appearance, she could take him. Eve is looking like a real horrible person right now, so she could do it. Matter of fact, she should with how she left Hugo bleeding out. Part of me never wants to see Hugo again, but part of me also knows that we will because why would they bring him in here to talk to Carolyn unless we're going to see him again? Look, you bring Hugo back, he better fucking die. Eve better finish what she fucking started when she left him there to bleed out. And he was like, Eve! No, Please, yeah. I'm begging. Well, apparently Carolyn's security finally understands that this is not a welcome interaction. And Hugo leaves quietly. Carolyn was He's not like, sure. Right. That's I'm something going. that should be mentioned. She was no, not right. shooketh. She did not look concerned at all. She just wanted him out of her face. After that, let's see. Yes, after Carolyn has her goons escort Hugo out, we come back to Villanelle with her cloister family. And she is serving them fish and loaves. And it's very biblical. And apparently, it's again. Apparently, she has done this before. We do not know how many times. And uh, I just feel like we have to note the fact that Villanelle is cooking for other people that aren't herself. And I have certainly had a wish, a desire, a muse, that she would cook something for one Eve Pilastri. I mean, she mentioned the spaghetti and we never got the spaghetti. She wants to make shepherd's pie. She's probably practiced the shepherd's pie. We have not seen said shepherd's pie. But here Villanelle is making bread, loaves of bread and fish for her cloister family. And the vicar is like, girl, um, the way everything doesn't have to be exactly like the Bible, though, because this is the eighth time in two weeks. <laughs> and I'm wondering if these are getting like if these recipes are flourishing only because like we've seen her try to bake like as far as the way she is prepping this food seasoning this food. Are you talking about the fish serving and the soup? Right. Yes. I'm right. not saying the fish tastes good. Oh, oh. Or the bread. Oh, okay. Especially right. if it's old school bread. I'm simply saying she is looking at the Bible. And so I feel like the fish is real bland. It's probably worse than tilapia Ooh. without Ooh. a piece of spice. Well, that, that I'm sure the bread is as the driest, hardest bread you ever did see. So okay. Some so... rice, some fucking I don't know. But just think of what she did when she was making a cake. All right. No, she yeah. was doing that for Eve. Throw yeah. that away. No, no, no. I'm yeah. like, were the fish cooked through? Were they she left the heads on the fish. This is what, right. And now people do that, but that's usually like Caribbean people, like they be like, here your red snapper with the head. But I just uh no. But are the bones in? Like I have questions. No, the bones are there. And so that's makes it dangerous. That's what I'm saying. When you just have the whole fucking fish and mm. you don't debone it, you don't do anything else that people do, like you it's the wild west. And so I'm sure the vicar's like, bitch, really? Like again? This meal's gonna take two hours to get No, to actually, fish. yeah. So you just give <laughs> Up. Here, Lucifer. She's like, because I, I can't change. <laughs> Even if I try. They, they're like, whose turn is it to cook again? Oh, it's now. It's now. Uh, it's well, her. Well, well. Prepare for loaves. And, and that's after... probably why her and Lucifer got beef. <laughs> no, Lucifer has beef because Lucifer's a fucking cat. And either cats fuck with you or they don't. Okay. It's yeah. really it. And the cat doesn't fuck with her. And uh, it looked like the cat was trying to fuck with her. A little bit in a bathroom later, and then changed its mind the way cats can do. Oh, they should. And do. Villanelle did horrible things to that cat. But before we get there, before we get there, we are still dealing with Villanelle at dinner. Oh, and right. Uh, the, after she says, like, you don't have to do everything like the church, like the Bible says. And she's like, well, I'd rather have a roadmap, bitch. I'd rather know exactly what to do. And it that says to me, like, just like Little Miss Perfect, that she read a pamphlet. She saw something and she was like, this is the way to be the perfect Christian. Let me do exactly this because if I do exactly this, it's going to work because I actually don't understand what any of this is. But people are saying that if I do these things like these other good people, these air quotes, good people, then I can be good too. And it's like, oh dear. Oh, sweetie. And so we see May reach out towards her father's arm because he's about to dig in before they all say grace, which is like, oh, really? 
Is he not and a vicar? Seems like you say a prayer. And so Villanelle's prayer. For what we're about to receive, <laughs> may the Lord make you thank me. <laughs> I need to pull that out. I need to pull that out next Ooh. time I make some foods. Right. And they're like, Candace, do you have any words? I'm like, yes, I do. For what we're about to receive, <laughs> may Lilith make you thank me. So, and everyone's like, uh, uh, okay. All right. No, I feel like they've heard it before. Right. I don't think that's new. I think they've accepted it. They're like, well, Villanelle, or rather, Nell is on her journey of redemption, and this is how she prays for now. And that's when we see Lucifer. Right. For the first time, he comes out, does a little hiss. May is like, oh, Lucifer. And I'm like, oh, May, why have you named your cat the devil? Right. Why have you named your cat the devil? And potentially, she's like, this cat is beautiful, because Lucifer was regarded as the most beautiful angel of all the angels before dropping down below to hell. So maybe she's like, this is a beautiful cat, but also symbolizes my sin. (laughs) Rebellion. No, no, right. I'm going to call him Lucifer. And Villanelle looks at that cat like, I don't like you either. Like, I just, she was giving that cat energy like, how dare you? But also, it's mutual. Right. So, May's trying to calm Lucifer down to try to explain that Lucifer's just going to have to understand that this is also your home, Nell. It's rough. Rough it's, ask for a cat, yeah. for anyone who's had them. Yeah. And so, her dad is basically saying, but ultimately, like, you never know, uh, Nell may wander off to find her own home someday. He didn't even say wander off. He said she needs to find her Ooh. own place. She can't stay here forever. To which Villanelle's like, that's fine by me. A bitch could stay forever. And it's like, oh, dear. Oh, gosh. I know that May wants this at this time because she wants you guys to be Christian wives forever. But (laughs) no, Villanelle, this does not inspire me. Which, oh, God. May's lost. Which just makes it even sadder that a bitch got drowned out um, at the end of the episode because she is smitten more than I've ever seen a girl smitten by Villanelle. That wasn't Eve in this fucking show. So May and her dad are having a small chat where he's trying to get out of her. I was about to say get out of her some ambitions. But he, you know, was basically saying, you know, I thought that we discussed you about expanding your horizons outside of the church, which is, I mean, I guess good on him, I suppose. I don't think she has many friends. That's the impression I got, that she doesn't have many friends or any associates, really. Outside Mm. of the church, she's daddy's little girl. It looks like all he does is church shit all day. It would make sense that she is completely enamored and apparently has had Villanelle to stare at for at least six to seven months. And so she's good with that. But he's probably like, get out. Which is sad. Your dad's the vicar and he's like, could you get out more? Could you meet some other people? And she's like, well, I have Villanelle. And he's like, that's not, that's not exactly what I, I had in mind. I wasn't really thinking of a girl like Nell when I said you should make more friends. Part of me wanted to be like, well, what do you mean by that? But I know she was like, why, why not Nell? Because she's perfect. And of course, Villanelle's like, you know what? All the saturation, even though I'm not in the room, this is great for me. Well, Villanelle <laughs> is listening. She's eavesdropping. So we'll say that. It's not like they're talking loud enough for her to hear in the other room. She no, is no, no, listening. Yeah, no, she is yeah. choosing to hear. And she is listening to May wax poetic again about how perfect and wonderful and everything that she thinks Villanelle is. And from there, because May is smitten and Villanelle is listening and smiling. And then we cut to, I imagine, later that night. And Villanelle is in her baptism frock or just a nightgown that looks like a baptism frock. Maybe that's what they do at a cloister. They're like, everything's white. Everything is this. But then later on the episode, Villanelle's in some pajamas. Some jammies with flowers on it. So I guess the smock isn't always necessary. But she's in something that looks like her baptism frock or a nightgown and some slipper booties, which I noted. Just like the Birkenstocks or whatever that was on her foot early. I said, Villanelle, I have never seen these. You have been in boots and Manolos and gorgeous things. And now you are in Birkenstocks and slipper booties. We have never been more down bad, you guys. Anyways, yes, Villanelle is in the bathroom. She's looking in the mirror and she's like, so (laughs) So holy. holy. (laughs) And I feel like 
I flashed back to season one and she was like, beautiful, when she looked at herself. But this time she was like, holy. <laughs> Just the way Villanelle be feeling herself. I love it. I do wish that confidence would come back fully. Then she goes to have a prayer. And the prayer is, let me have a new life, please. And it saddens me. Once again. <sighs> and as soon as she wraps up that prayer, it was short. who but Lucifer would join in to this restroom? Doors Figure open. out what's going on. Right, doors open because Cats you can't close. I was about to say, you can't close the door with a cat in the house. Excuse you? There, there will be scratching that won't stop. It won't stop until you open the door. Well, that depends if the cat knows how to open the door. Oh, oh. I've had a cat that can jiggle the door open. Like, cats have tricks. Like, they figure it out. Like, who said you (laughs) could use locks and doors in my house? Yeah, that's weird. But cool. Well, interesting. That's cool. And so the cat comes in and Villanelle tries to gesture to Lucifer. It's like, oh, it'll be all right. Things will be fine. You hear, right. The time is up on this closeness with the animal. And Villanelle reacts to the way that Lucifer She snapped. literally is like, we're right. all friends here. And Lucifer was like, the way that you're too close to me right now, though. Right. Just did a little, what cats do, like, get the fuck off. And sadly, I Villanelle, I'm like, girl, how hard did you throw the cat? Like, what did you do? Because when the cat shows up in the bathwater, yes, it is blood. It's puddle the, blood. The little kitty legs have gone. I didn't ask for that. I walked out because I don't like violence against animals. I mean, who does? Yeah, no, no. Unless you're, you know, maybe see someone. But I didn't like it. I said, not a dead kitty. Not this. Not this. Right. Blooded tiles and stuff. Like, I don't need all that. Right. Then she barges into May's room. She kills the kitty. And to her credit, I guess, she didn't want to kill it. It was a reaction because she's like, oh, no. And then she barges into May's room, who's writing. And we do get a quick vision of her autobiographical (laughs) journal entry from the future. Church erotica? I'm not sure what we'll call it, but I'll read what she wrote. You asked to see me, came the timid soprano. Yes, thought the pianist, but not for choir practice. The pianist silently beckoned her soprano over, her hand quivering atop a major chord in anticipation. Mm-hmm. As she pulled her to the lid on the piano, she swiped aside her sheet music. This, this wasn't not. <laughs> this wasn't the place for hymns. Girl. Oh, girl, um, <clears throat> the pianist laid the singer down on top of the grand piano and started unbuttoning her jeans. I like- that's that's how it finishes. She finishes up that <laughs> sentence when Villanelle barges in while she's mid-fantasy. It's so weird that Villanelle would just get finished killing a kitty to... I know. What, I, I'm, I'm going to leave that right leave where... It. You, should, but, you shouldn't even brought it up, but you did. And now everyone can finish it without you finishing it. And we are all disgusted because Lucifer is dead. Oh, well, yeah. The, the cat jokes. The cat jokes were great before Lucifer lost his life. It's true. For what? It's true. Because he doesn't know that you don't cuddle up with Killer Massandras. Someone should have told him. I blame May. And it's the way that May is like, you know what? I may not know much about me, but I know that I'm going to be atop of my own fantasy. And that's fine. Oh, I would actually say that that's Villanelle's personality coming out. Like, there is such a thing as two people who are dominant meeting. And then what is that? What does that sex look like? Oh, actually, Villanelle has been nothing but deferring. Villanelle has just been following the rules of this vicar and whoever the fuck else is in the cloister. So I would have to imagine, especially the way Villanelle followed those two girls, the sexy cannibalism that she is not being her aggressive self. She is literally trying to be different. Therefore, even though she might find May attractive, she might want to catch an O, she has hasn't gone for it. She hasn't been mm. the aggressor. And so May is like, well, let me get out my feelings in this book, this storybook that I'm writing for myself. And then Keep maybe singing. one day I will make a move. And then yeah. she tries to make a move and then she nearly dies for it. So well, yeah, uh, yeah. It's just that it's really that Villanelle is giving supreme bottom energy. She's giving that. She wants to be told what to do. And I don't know if it's going to end like that. 
but she wants that. And May is like, I can give that to you if you let me. And Villanelle's like, no. <laughs> but literally, she's like, no. And I'm like, girl, you have you have fucked women for less. You can't break May oh, off a pizza. Well, well. She has been pining for months, no, Villanelle. It's, it's tr- and it's instead, true. you drown that bitch. But anyways, before we get there. Right. She tells her to stroke her hair. Stroke my hair. And to tell her why she likes her. Very specific callback to Villanelle in series two, where she was feeling depressed about Eve Pilastri mm-hmm. and she wanted the maitre d', the, the person, the butler, whoever, right. working at the hotel to rub her hair, to massage her hair, to stroke her hair. And he was very confused. I was like, this is not what they pay me for. In fact, I was supposed to go on my lunch break um, five minutes ago, but sure, <laughs> I'll stroke your hair. And while she's stroking Villanelle's hair, Villanelle's like, tell me why you like me, bitch. Tell me why I'm the shit. And what does she say? Oh, I think specifically she says, tell me why you like me so much, which is important. And May is like, because you're kind, mm-hmm. funny, generous, mm-hmm. clever, clever right. understanding, loyal. And Villanelle's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and nodding, <laughs> we get to loyal. And she finishes with the best person I ever met. And it is so sweet and adorable, Aww. but pointless. Because it's because it is pointless. And so Villanelle clearly has a thing for people rubbing her hair. She clearly has a thing for caressing. Maybe this is like. You know, some people might call it a, a worship kink, a praise me, adore mm. me, pillow princess. There's all kinds of names for people who are like, adore me. Tell me why I'm wonderful because that gives me pleasure. And that is clearly Villanelle. And if we go back to series one, that's all Eve was doing. She was like, you're fantastic. You're spectacular. You're so smart. You're so gifted. I mean, that's what, that's well, literally yeah. every monologue she did with Villanelle. She was yeah. like, I just think you're so fucking impressive. And now we're yeah. to the point where Eve no longer finds her impressive. I mean, she is well. in the cloister, but it's... How did we how did we get here? How did we get here? I have questions. Nobody wants to be here. Lord, nobody wants to be here. I really don't. 